today I want just to give you a number of truths in relation to the altar of incense. Of course, the altar of incense is a part of the tabernacle that the Lord declared to Moses that he was to build and the place there in the midst of the camp of the children of Israel. Some people wonder, what is the tabernacle all about? Well, I had put it to you that the tabernacle is primarily two things. First of all, it is an expression of God's desire. In Exodus chapter 25, we have the beginning of God revealing the tabernacle to Moses. And in verse 8 of chapter 25, the Lord says to Moses, Let them, that is the people of Israel, let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. What is God's desire? It is that he would dwell among his people. And the very first part of the tabernacle that is described is actually the ark. It's the room that's known by many of us as the Holy of Holies. And in verses 21 and 22, we read that this ark is the place where God would meet with his people. In verse 22, we read, and there I will meet with thee and I will commune with thee. So what is God's desire? God's desire is that he will dwell with his people. God's desire is that he will meet with his people. And God's desire is that he will commune with his people. Now, I believe the tabernacle is first and foremost an expression of God's desire. But I also believe it is, secondly, a revelation of God's way. The Holy of Holies is primarily, from what I understand, is a picture of glory, of that eternity with the Lord. Of course, in salvation, as it commences on this earth, we get to a fellowship with God and we get to meet with God in prayer and in his word. But ultimately, God will dwell with us and we will with him in eternity. But how is it that we get to that eternity with God? Well, I believe that after God declaring to Moses, first and foremost, this holy of holies, every other piece of furniture then is revealing to us the way in which we can spend that eternity with God. And that's why we have then described for us the one door referring to Christ. He is the door. Then we have then coming in through that open door of the outer gate, we have then the altar where the sacrifice was made. And there we have Christ, of course, who shed his precious blood for us. Then we come in to the brazen laver and there Christ, he is the one who washes us and cleanses us. Coming then in to the holy place, we have Christ who is the light of the world, who reveals to us the truth of himself. We have then Christ, who is the table of showbread, who strengthens us. And then we have this altar of incense, which is just before the Holy of Holies, the last piece of furniture. And there we have Christ who is praying for us. And so therefore, let us take comfort from this altar of incense, first and foremost. How is it that we get to glory? Yes, Christ dying for us. Yes, Christ being the one way to God. Yes, Christ being the one who purifies us and makes us new creatures. Yes, Christ, the one who reveals us to himself and who strengthens us. But also, Jesus Christ is the one who's praying for us. He is the high priest who prays for us. And that's how we will get to glory. He is not only the author, but he is the finisher of our faith. 
we could look at this altar of incense and we could see that it is a comfort to us. It's a picture of the high priest who there before the very presence of God prays for us. But the thing I want to focus on just briefly today is that the altar of incense, I trust, encourages us. It comforts us, but also the altar of incense encourages us. The word encourage in the English comes from the Greek. Two parts to it, en, which is the word for in in Greek, and then courage, which is strength. And I trust that as we look at a few truths here, that this altar of incense will strengthen us. It will put strength into us. It will encourage us even as we come to pray. Because notice with me that the altar of incense, it teaches us that you and I this very day can pray confidently. Do you ever feel that whenever you come down to prayer that you're not worthy to be heard of God? You're not worthy to be accepted by God. You're a sinner. You feel the Lord today. You feel the Lord in the past week. And your heart is not aflame for God the way it should be. Why would God ever hear our prayers? What is the point of praying? Well, you think about this altar of incense. Whenever the priest came, before he came to the altar of incense, he went to that brazen altar where the sacrifice was made. And there, as the blood of the sacrifice was shed, the blood fell through the grate onto hot coals. The priest took those hot coals of which the blood was upon and brought those hot coals into the altar of incense, placed upon the altar of incense, and it was on the merits of the blood that the priest was accepted. Whenever you and I come to pray, we are accepted not because of ourselves, but because of Christ and his precious blood. The altar of incense encourages us because it teaches us we can pray confidently. It also then teaches us that we can pray liberally. Whenever the children of Israel were to move from place to place, this altar of incense was to go with them. In verses 4 and 5 of chapter 30, we read that there were to be staves put, that is, wooden sticks, as it were, covered in gold, were to be put on either side so that this altar of incense could be carried. That means that whenever the children of Israel were traveling through the wilderness and they came to a place of barrenness, whether they came to a place of a valley or whether they were going up a hill or a mountain top, they could take the altar of incense with them. And is this not encouraging? Whether you and I are going through a valley today, whether we're going through a mountain top experience or perhaps even a place of barrenness in our own hearts and lives, you and I can pray to the Lord. In every place and at every time, no matter what situation or circumstances you and I are in, we can pray to the Lord. The altar of incense, it encourages us because we can pray confidently, we can pray liberally wherever we are, but also we can pray assuredly. If you look with me at verse 6 of Exodus 30, the Lord told Moses, and I shall put it, it is the altar of incense, before the veil that is by the ark of the testimony, before the mercy seat that is over the testimony where I will meet with thee. This reality of what I'm about to tell you struck me just about two years ago, and it's never left me. It's encouraged me ever since. Sometimes whenever you and I get to pray, we don't feel God's presence. Sometimes whenever you and I pray, we feel that 
it's only we who know the thoughts of our head or we speak out loud that it's really just those around us that hear us. But the altar of incense should encourage us. You think about the Old Testament priest as he came through the outer court, as he came into the holy place, there with the live coals, with the blood on it, and he put them on the altar of incense, and as he knelt down to pray, what was a few inches away from him? The very immediate presence of God. A few inches from his face, behind the veil, he couldn't see the presence of God, but the presence of God was right there in all of the glory, glorious majesty of God. It was right there, even if he didn't see it. Whenever you and I come to pray, let us know that we can pray assuredly. God's presence is right there. The glorious majesty of God is right there. The altar of incense fourthly encourages us, not only because we can pray confidently, liberally, but also because we can pray honorably. In verse 10 of chapter 30 of the book of Exodus, we read that prayer is most holy unto the Lord. And in fact, in Proverbs 15 and the verse 8, we read, the prayer of the upright is God's delight. Do you ever feel, dear child of God, you can't please God? You can't delight God? Let me encourage you, you can. Prayer is not merely holy unto the Lord. Prayer is most holy unto the Lord. Prayer is the delight of God. You and I can please God. You and I can delight God, our Savior, even by prayer today. But let me just conclude. While the altar of incense will comfort us, Christ is praying for us. He's the author and finisher of our faith. While the altar of incense encourages us, even as we pray, not as a high priest, but simply as a priest. But notice with me, the altar of incense challenges us. Not merely does it challenge us to pray reverently because God's almighty presence is right there, but also that we should pray purposefully. In verse 2 of chapter 30 of the book of Exodus, we read of the dimensions of this altar, and it's simply that it was the breadth of a cubit. That's basically about the distance between your two shoulders. Whenever a priest came to pray, he wasn't praying with two, three, four, ten, and twenty people. He was praying to God. Sometimes whenever you and I come to pray, we can pray to please somebody else who's in the room. But prayer is purposeful. We are to pray to God. But it's also our challenge is not merely we're to pray reverently and purposefully, but just as I conclude, we are to pray carefully. In verse 9 of Exodus 30, we read that ye shall offer, that is in this altar of incense, no strange incense thereon. Later on in the chapter, verses 34 to 35, we read about how the incense was to be very specific. It was to be made up with a mixture according to the word of God. And it was to be sweet, not bitter. And therefore, you're in my prayers. It should be in accordance to the word of God. Sometimes people think that prayer is a bit like Aladdin's lamp. You can just pray for whatever you like. But it's not. We're to pray that which is sweet for the glory of God and according to the word of God. I trust the altar of incense is a comfort to you. Christ is praying for you. It's a, an encouragement to you. God's presence is right there. But it's a challenge to pray reverently, purposefully to God, 
and then carefully for his glory, that which is sweet and a delight to him. Amen.